Darling, it's the Shy Life Podcast. <laughs> yeah, but it's a positive thing, Paul. The High Life, the Shy Life. You won't find a cast of characters like this everywhere. Hello, Paul. Delicious. This particular episode of the Shy Life is, is a little more abstract than usual. Oh, yippee. Okay, it looks like the hairy guy is ready to record. Three, two, one. Go Shy Yeti. Found out my secret. Do you think he has? Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the Shy Life Podcast with me, Paul the Shyetti. How are you doing? Oh, I'm all right. Now, today's episode is going to be a very educational episode. Um, it, it's just a sort of a bit of a trial, really, because you know us podcasters, uh, and I include um, myself and, and Andrew and Lita from Around the Archives, uh, who will be seeing any minute now um or hearing <laughs> um but we feel that in this time when it's quite difficult to sort of um educate yourself or, or there's so many people doing online courses we think it's time for us to do our own um sort of little well down the archives shall podcast university and uh, we're in the very early days of figuring it all out but uh, let's run the theme music and when we come back I'll get the, the I'll get Lisa and Andrew here, and we'll we'll sort of talk it through, and then perhaps we'll trial a few classes. Just you so you can see whether you'd be interested in, in joining us uh, in in the future for some some proper proper quality education. All right, let's run the theme music, and we'll be back in a moment. It's time for my old buddy, old pal from across the channel, across the pond. Bob Chandler, the Shy Yeti. He's not that shy. Oh, it's the Shy Life Podcast. Yeah. All I wanted was a pie. And then I hatched out of an egg. Okay, bring the mic over. He's ready to record. It's the quiet ones you've got to watch, you know. Is it metaphoric? Is it, is it deep? Is it deep? Boy, he's not all that shy is right. Blimey, Governor. It's the Shy Life Podcast. If you thought that was bad, just listen to this. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for it to begin. It's the Shy Life Podcast. He's positively glowing. <laughs> and we're back. And Andrew and Lisa are here. Hi, guys. How are you doing? fine thank you are you okay yes i i i feel very intelligent today i i i feel um Good. yeah i feel i want to exercise my my little gray cells and uh i i found them on the table on, on its spaceship but uh, <laughs> I've just... i was in space space earlier today i don't know whether you saw oh i, I think um... i met I met some I met some brain trees, <laughs> which is not the place in Essex. No, I've been there. <laughs> um, it, it's it's trees on a planet, and they've got brains growing in them. So um, I'm feeling terribly intelligent as I <laughs> How do the brains help the trees? Do the, do the trees do intelligent things as a result? Or? Well, they're they're certainly um, very isolated from any anybody else, mm. which I think is quite intelligent. That's quite intelligent. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd never seen them before. I'd heard about them, but yeah. I never, 
I'd never found any. Oh, well, um, what I was going to suggest today involves us going into space, but um, more for sort of, um, well, because Ick's got the space and it makes it easier for us all to meet up. Uh, I don't think we'll be going anywhere particularly exciting, although it would be nice um, to do an episode with you where we do go to some interesting planets uh, with with the listeners. But uh, Well, uh, I've I've found a few in recent months, so there's there's a few we could visit, certainly. Yeah. now, I, I'm, I'm thinking about this this idea. I've been trying to think of a good name. I was trying to think of of, of mixing up um, our initials, like Van the Archives and Shalif Podcast. And I came up with Plarts. That's P L A R T S. We could be Plarts University, or we could be R T A S L P University, or S L P R T A University, or or something. But I guess we don't have to decide on 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 a. a uh, um, a, a name right at the moment, but uh, um, I've told I've told the listeners that what we're going to do is is we'll uh, we'll all have um, we'll we'll present to them a sort of typical lesson, um, and and they can listen in, and and you know trying to drum up some trade and some some interest in 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 online learning during this uh, difficult time and. Uh, uh, have, have you any thoughts of your own before we before we sort of actually get into the teaching side? Well, um, I was talking to Martin the other day about mm. the Open University, mm. mm-hmm. um, and I don't know if you remember sort of watching that on sort of weird yeah, sort of weird of. things they used to do late at night. I think it's scary early in the morning. Yeah. I think it scared it didn't me. scare you. Why? Well, Why? I think it's probably because they were very old. Well, they were even they were old when, like, they were wearing seventies clothes in the eighties, and and although that would sometimes interest me, it was just kind of, oh, what's going on here? Well, they they, they were out of their time or mm, something. They'd but, escaped. But but I, I came to the conclusion with Martin that um, it's one of the things that sort of got me interested in science. Mm. That I was like watching that sort of stuff before we even really did it properly at school. Mm. So I like the idea of us doing, uh, I, I don't know what we should call it, really. We can't really call it the Open University, can we? No, like, no, the we Wide can... Open University or something like that, maybe. <laughs> well, because we're doing it in yeah. space, we, we could call it the Open University, Univer- Open Universe University. Uh, um. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. We, we need to nail that down, but we'll, we'll yeah. deal with that later. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think we should, we should definitely... Um, Get a few facts out there, and I think uh, you know we'll, we'll people need facts. Yeah, I think yeah. we'll we'll do this. We'll do a trial sort of run through through typical sort of maybe sort of shortened versions of classes. But um, I was thinking, well, obviously, um, you you would be uh, presuming you want to stick to the areas that you're kind of good at. Uh, so Andrew, science, Lisa, history. Yeah, sure. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I well, again. Uh, of course, I've done uh, I've done booky things with with Nick before, so uh, um, so I might do that. But I think in this particular example, I might choose a couple of uh, of slightly different subjects that that are a little bit out of my uh, my, my my sort of usual um, uh, frame of reference. But uh, um, but yeah, I, I had my lab coat on this morning, didn't I, you Lisa? Did, yeah. And, and you were yeah. you were taking photographs of me posing in my lab coat. I was. Yeah, yeah. I, I was. I was feeling terribly sort of science pin-up <laughs> sort could, of thing. I could do with uh, Lisa. They, I was told that uh, they needed a new uh, photo for, this, for, for work. I've, I've got 
books and DVDs all over my walls. I don't, I don't have much sort of. They want a sort of blank background. It's difficult to find a blank background that I can take a take a sort of star photo for. Uh, for um, but uh, I shall see. I shall see. Um, but I don't know whether Dealey will be joining us. Um, but uh, if he if he is, and, and obviously if Martha and Rose are around, they're welcome to join in as well. Um, we may hear from the regulars, um, or I may sort of, uh, towards the end of the episode, I may present a few sort of examples of the sorts of lessons that they might teach. But I didn't want to get them too involved, because you know what your yeah. Uncle John's like. I was going to say, if mm-hmm. your Uncle John sits at like the back of the lecture hall and start scratching himself then yeah that's, that's not he's gonna he's gonna try my patience at yeah that's what i thought so i thought this first time um we we, we wouldn't um invite we, we i mean we'll I, what i was thinking is that um so we've got time and we can be away from you know it's a crowded house around here um we're um we're, we're all <laughs> we're all living in our our own little bubble in in this house, but I think the, the safe way for you and for for us three to meet is to go into space, um, in its spaceship and be like away from people, and we can just sort of hash it out and sort of do, do some trial run, um, sort sort of little little lessons, and uh, uh, we shouldn't get interrupted, and uh, and and then maybe I say I'll get the regulars to contribute later on when when I'm back and I'm sort of putting this all together, and then later in the year or later in a month or two we'll, we'll perhaps do another one a little bit more um you know a little bit some different subjects or some some different information within our specialities um but uh yeah so uh if if, if you're both ready i'll i'll Ooh. um i'll go to, i'll just pop over to the spaceship um okay and ik and i will will beam you up and we'll we'll sort of run through each of our th- sort of main subjects i think okay we'll prepare ourselves you've okay. got you've got you've got your lecture notes haven't you Lisa? Have, yes. yeah and i've, I've got my bits and bits and bulbs great. so great yeah we okay. should be fine great okay i'll i'll see you in but very soon you don't mind being beamed okay. up you're, you're all right with being beamed up aren't you uh, up or down i don't care okay. Rich, mm-hmm. these yeah. days yeah. yeah okay mm-hmm. i'll see you soon okay bye bye mind we've been using your ship for a lot of things recently but uh, uh it, it does seem like an obvious sort of uh, you know place to, to to hash through all this um oh yes well i understand of course um well i've got their coordinates so uh, if you're ready i'll, I'll beam them up 
Oh, that would be cool, yes. And uh... I promise I won't get in the way. <laughs> OK. Are we going anywhere interesting? Oh, no, I just thought I'd run us around. You know, maybe we'll pass Mercury at one point, but uh, other than that, I think we'll, we'll, just, we'll just, you know, cruise. <laughs> All right, OK. Um, OK, um, yeah, be, be them up any time you like. OK, um, I'm doing it now. Hello, Andrew, Lisa. How was that? Bum, 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 bum. So that, that's Hello. the noise you have to make when Is you're beamed it? up, okay. isn't it? I don't know. Doesn't Dudley Simpson let me do that for you? Oh, I, th- I thought I thought the Blake Seven people used to have to sing that themselves. No, no. That, that way they knew that they'd arrived. No. 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 All right, I'm confused already. <laughs> Have you been on the ship before? I can't remember. Um, it, I honestly can't remember. It, it, I, I haven't. No, it, yeah, I definitely haven't. Uh, what do you think? It's pretty. It's pretty nice, isn't it? It's. it's it is. It's Ooh. very. Very. Yeah. Uh, I think it's I. Big. Because because we're sort of you know there will there will be there will be tea and coffee and things like that but I haven't asked um, Ick to provide a, a buffet because uh, I, I, I'm not sure that uh, um, alien food is, is would be Andrew's cup of tea for a start I don't I, I, uh, <laughs> well I was going to say Ick's surfaces are all quite sterile aren't they yes so, yeah. yes, um, yes. I, I feel I feel we're safe here yes yeah. so um, what what I thought we'd start with is we'll we'll look at um, because you, your subjects are quite sort of um, sturdy, so whereas what I'm going to try for is a little bit more more sort of I don't know if it'll work, but we'll see. But um, uh, which one of you would like to go first? Well, Lisa, you you've got you've got piles of notes. I've got copious you? notes. Copious yes. notes. Copious. <laughs> yeah, all yes. handwritten as well. Yeah, you can so read it, can't you? Hopefully. All right. Well, what, <laughs> what have you been looking at, Lisa? What I've been looking at. What I thought I'd I'd tell you all about today is um, some lesser-known kings and queens. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because um, everybody's heard of Henry VIII and Queen Victoria and, obviously, our our present queen. But have you ever heard... Which one's that? Elizabeth II. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Have you ever heard of um, William Rufus, for instance, or um, uh, Henry VI? Anybody know when he was sort of on the throne so I've heard of Rufus but I don't know any much about him at all so right what I thought we'd do is I thought we'd start off with the first king that's acknowledged as the first English king even though he was French (laughs) and that is um, William the Conqueror who was the son of um, the Duke of Normandy and the daughter of a tanner so William the Conqueror Elsie no. Elsie Tanner. Not Elsie no. Tanner. Her name was... Um, actually, I can't remember what her name was, but yeah. She was the daughter of a Tanner. And um, William the Conqueror was illegitimate. Otherwise known as William the... B- yes. B- b- it starts with a B. Yeah. <laughs> and ends with a Tard. Yes. <laughs> um, and he became king, obviously, in 1066, after he came over from France and won the Battle of Hastings so and he beat Harold at the Battle of Hastings so but he'd actually got Harold to promise because Harold was was blown onto the shores of France pardon? 
on his ship. His shore ship was blown onto the shores. He was Normandy. blown on the shores of France. Well, you know. And Deary me. He was taken prisoner, and uh, William the Conqueror said, I'll let you go, but when Edward the Confessor, who was the King of England, dies, you must support me to be king. And Harold said yes, and he let him go, and when Edward the Confessor died... He conveniently forgot this fact. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, it was it was a promise made under duress. So, maybe not technically binding. So, um, William the Conqueror invaded and he won the Battle of Hastings. Then he became king in 1066. Um, he was crowned on Christmas Day, 1066. And uh, his troops were still a bit nervous. So, when he was actually crowned... And everybody in Westminster Abbey cheered. They thought a riot was breaking out and they set fire to Westminster Abbey. <laughs> and there was a bit of a there was a bit of a sort of nastiness. So it's not the best start perhaps. So um he ruled until ten eighty seven and he died after his his horse um stumbled on a stone or something. And he was a little overweight by this point, and the, his stomach hit the pommel of the um, saddle, which is the bit of the front, and he died of internal bleeding, which is quite nasty, because obviously there wouldn't have been any painkillers or anything like that. And because he was so fat, um, his servants tried to, or whoever it was that was doing the service, tried to stuff him in a sarcophagus that was too small, and the body burst, which probably wasn't very nice. So it's probably the quickest um, service for a king that's ever been done. So so William Rufus, who we talked about earlier, was his eldest son. And he was William II of England. And he ruled until the year 1100, when he was killed in a hunting accident. Now, I'm going to say killed... And I, if you could see me, you would see I'm doing quotation you're making marks. Quote, you're making quote fingers, aren't you, because Lisa? Because it's possible it was an accident, or it's possible somebody killed him on purpose because he wasn't a very nice man. And the, the spot where he died is marked by the Rufus Stone in the New Forest, which we, won't, we once got very excited at seeing the, stone, the sign for the Rufus Stone, didn't we? We were on, on, a, on a bus back to Salisbury and it went through the new forest and he's like, oh, the same for the Rufus Stone. That's where William Rufus died, which is really nerdy and quite sad, but never mind. Um, so, when he died... Oh, sorry, miss, the... miss, 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 can yes, I ask, yes, can I ask yes. a question, please? Um, you can ask a question. When, when the Rufus Stone was put down, was the new forest there, do you know? Or, and, and, and was it even newer than it is? Because it's still the new forest it, now. It, it, it was the new new forest mm-hmm. then, and yes, it was still there. Oh, cool. Okay. Because so, they were out hunting. Yeah, I've got, yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, okay, thanks, that's miss. All right. thanks, thanks, miss. So, <laughs> no problem. So, but yeah, so when he died, all the nobles that were, or, uh, that were out hunting with him basically left and left the body there. And they went to find his brother, who was the next, the, to be the next king. And his body was found by some peasants. They stuck him on um, a cart and took him to um, Winchester, I think it was, where the um, monks and priests refused to have a service for him because he was a thoroughly nasty person. 
so so I'm not sure he got much of a funeral service either. They don't really, he, not very lucky these kings so far when it comes to good funeral services. Miss, miss, miss. M- yeah. Miss, yeah. We, we used to meet um, up in Winchester. You, you, me, and Andrew used to meet up in Winchester, didn't we? In the pub. We, we did. In the pub. We did. Yes, yes. I'm not that, sh- that sure that's near the. Actually, I think we went near the cathedral, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We did, we did some filming there once yeah. by a wall. We yeah. did some Sutton Park it, it was an old later. Wall. We did some later. We waited. Yeah. did some later Sutton Park, very later, very, very te- 2010 Sutton Park. And, yes. and we recorded your first appearance in, on the Charlotte podcast uh, in, the, in a pub in Winchester. So. We did, yeah. we did. So, yes, so Winchester is significant for us as well. Yes. So. Yeah, oh, and Nick was yes. nearly assassinated there in another episode of Sutton Park. But, right, that's not so good. No. Okay, sorry, so. Miss. Sorry, sorry for interrupting, Miss. That's right, no, no problem. So, so the next king is Henry I, who was um, the next eldest son of William the Conqueror. However, the eldest son of William the Conqueror wasn't, in fact, either Henry or William Rufus. It was Robert Kurthose or Robert Shortass, which is what it translates What did you say? Shortass. Shortass? Shortass. He must have been very small. Not Not very very shortass. Yeah. (laughs) But he was away in the Crusades and he had basically when William the Conqueror died he portioned out his kingdoms individually to his sons so his eldest son Robert got Normandy uh, William got England and Henry got £5,000 and which was a lot of money in those days and he also got the advice that if he bided his time, he might get Normandy and England, should his brothers predecease him. So, so yeah, so he, um, basically, when Henry found out that his brother was dead, he rushed off to Winchester, this was before his brother's body got there, um, got a priest, got them to say he could be king, then he rushed off to London and was crowned king. Now, um, William Rufus died on the... 1st of August and Henry was crowned on the 5th of August which is one of the quickest, shortest times between the old king dying and the new king being crowned. So um, so he ruled until 1135 Is that Sorry miss, is is that is is that, do you mean um, 25 to 12? No, I'm, no, I mean the year. Oh, sorry, miss. Sorry, miss. I've been cheeky. Yeah. Sorry, miss. That's all right. So, and he had a son and a daughter, William and Matilda. Unfortunately, his son was killed in a shipwreck, so he was left with a daughter to um, succeed him. And um, as you may or may not know, at that point, most people thought women couldn't rule alone. So he got the barons to agree to support her. But once he died, um, they basically decided that she wasn't suitable. So his nephew Stephen, who was the son of uh, one of his sisters, came in and became king, which caused a lot of problems because then there was a civil war for 19 years between Stephen and Matilda. Um, and 
Matilda is actually in Rent-A-Ghost because she is Queen Matilda and she comes down in, in the lift from... The Evan, astral lift. The astral lift. And Mr. Claypole was her jester. Yeah. So... Mr. Claypole is from the 12th century. M- miss, miss, I, I, I yeah. don't know if it's the right time to ask this question. Um, I, uh, is it true when they say uh, Richard of York gave battle in vain? Is that a real thing? Do we know? Or don't? So, sorry, if, well, sorry if you don't know. That's fine. No, well, he did. He, I'm not quite sure if you could say he gave battle in vain because he. He lost, mm. so in that respect, it was in vain. Uh, but he he gave battle to try and keep his throne, so it, he might have considered that to be a good thing. If Richard of York gave battle in vain, is that his surname? No. If Richard of York gave battle, is that before or after the time that we're talking about at the moment? Oh, that's it's way after. That's Ooh. about that's a that's the fifteenth century. Oh, see, I'm going jumping far too ahead. To ahead, sorry, yes. miss. So that's all right. You're jumping ahead a bit. Sorry, so. miss. So, did you want to carry on with the, with the history, or do you want to do a bit of science to to break it up a little bit? Um, yeah, let, let's do let's do some science, and then we'll come back to uh, we'll come back to the history uh, again because we're also going to I'm going to do something after the science as well. So, okay. Andrew, are you ready for some science? Mm. Well, we've been doing a few elements, sort of. Um, I love elephants. Elements, oh. not elephants. <laughs> Can we do elephants one day? That's science too. Yeah. God. But we've we've been doing elements, and I was I was sort of going through sort of where ones ones were discovered. Um, and did you know that there was a place in Sweden where they found four elements? Uh basically in the same place (laughs) over time Um, did they get on okay did they get on okay the four elements did they fight yeah well well yes Um, so have you ever ever heard of yttrium and I'll spell that for you that's y-double-t-r-i-u-m yttrium but only very vaguely I don't know what it means so. No, it's it's one of those good answers that you get on things like pointless, isn't yeah. it? Cause they all, yeah, they always do their um, their sort of lesser known elements. Um, so yttrium is named after the village of Yitterby in Sweden. So that's Y double T E R B Y. Now you know they have wombles named after like places around the world don't they mm-hmm. so you've got Tobermory you've got Wellington and you've got Orinoco Adelaide yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so they've named the element Yttrium after Yitterby when it was found in 1787 by an army lieutenant and amateur chemist called Carl Axel Arrhenius that's a, that's a great middle name isn't it Axel mm-hmm he found a lump of rock um, that looked like coal in a quarry close to the village. But he sort of picked it up and it felt really heavy. So he, he sent the rock to some, some chemists, like you do. I'm sure you've got lots of chemists on hand you could send a rock to. Well, it would be me. Well, got you. <laughs> it yeah. would be me, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, 
So yeah, um, they found that this contained a new mineral uh, called gadolinite, uh, which they they called it that because one of the uh, one of the chemists uh, uh, they named it after one of the chemists basically. Um, so this is in 1787. Um, by 1843, uh, another Swedish chemist, Carl Gustav Mosander, um, worked out that gadolinite um, actually contained an, a, a new element, which they called yttrium. So that, they named that after where they found it. Um, but later on, they found it also contained two other elements erbium and terbium so again those those two names come from yitterbi so you've got yttrium terbium and erbium and then 35 years later they found there was another new element inside the gadolinite which they had to call yitterbium because it was the only like word left basically in the name of the uh, name of the thing um, so th- uh, th- there is a an isotope of uh, yttrium which is radioactive and is used in cancer treatment um, and you can also uh, make synthetic garnets out of it if you if you uh, if you want um, so you get um, yttrium and aluminium and you can make high quality crystals out of them um, and you you can use them um, in in laser beams, so yttrium uh, aluminium garnets emit laser energy, uh, which you can cut through metal, um, use as a surgical tool, and even send it to the to the moon, and it, it bounces off the moon to measure the distance to the moon. Okay. Which is not bad for for something found in a in a in a mine in Sweden, and you can use it to make superconductors. Um, so, superconductors basically, when you when you make them cold enough, um, they have no electrical resistance, which means you can have a current going round in a circle indefinitely. Um, mm, so if you make Currents. Currents. I, bought so some, I bought some Danish. I bought some Danish pastries for later. Actually, go on. Sorry. Ah. Uh, so most superconductors work only at absolute zero or near it, minus two seventy three degrees C. Uh, but if you take yttrium, barium, copper oxide, that's a conductor at the relatively warm temperature of minus one hundred eighty degrees C. <laughs> so, you know. That that's that's hot when it comes to superconductors. Okay. So there you are. So there's yttrium for you. Uh, uh, sir, 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 I got a question, sir. Um, yes. Uh, if you discovered an element, S- sit up straight, boy. Sit so, up straight so, when you ask the question. So, so, um, so if if you discovered an element, would it be called trobridium? And what sort of element? What would what would what sort of element would you like to be under your name? You know, what what, what do you feel would be sort of a good element to have have put your name to? Well, this whole thing about naming elements um is 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 quite contentious sometimes um because 
some elements are named after where they were found. Uh. Okay. Um, so some elements are sort of named after the properties that they 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 got. So. Um, think things like Arg- argon and krypton and xenon are all to do with like basically they were difficult to find so like xenon means stranger for example so because we were talking about xenophobia the other day oh, yeah. um, but the, the more recent ones um, when they find them they have to decide on on a name for them so I've I've got the list here which goes up to like one one eight, and um, when they when they're first found, um, they they're just called um, things like un unpentium and un unseptium, meaning one one five and one one seven. So, because um, Toppy said about this the other day that uh, we've got uh, element one one eight, and probably the net the next element to be found will probably be one twenty before we get to before we get to 119 um, and yes sometimes there are big arguments about about what what to call them um, so that th- th- yeah they're often named after f- sort of physicists and things like this these days because most 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 uh, elements are then they're, they're not found by doing chemistry these days they're found by doing physics so that they're sometimes named after sort of places as well where where they were found like like californium and things like that um so to get y- yourself a- an element named after you is, is is quite rare these days um trobridium what would i like it to be hmm. it's, a, it's a tricky i mean i always like and we're getting back to the open university here now i always like the ones that blow up in water <laughs> It has to be said because because they're they're quite fun. So you've got you've got lithium, um, you've got sodium, you've got potassium, uh, and as as these were discovered, um, basically they they were more and more explosive. So if I could have one like that, that would be good. The, the trouble was the trouble is that. You'd, you'd find so little of it these days um, you'd only find a few atoms you wouldn't find a big lump of it so you wouldn't be able to drop it in a bowl of water and run away um, you'd only find like sort of half a dozen atoms of it so it would be small but exciting I think and I, I, would, I wouldn't mind having something small and exciting uh, you know. so, so I've got another question I'm going to try and think how to phrase it um uh, are all elements um, I guess you know elements existed and stuff existed before people were here so um, yeah. are, are there uh, do you, are all elements there to, to be good to provide some good thing at least you know do they have a good purpose or are there some that are just kind of trying to be naughty boys and, do, and, and, <laughs> and, and doing bad things and, and they're like oh they're the villains of the element world if that makes sense. Well, it, it's, it, it depends how you look at it, I guess. I mean, let's think about something as simple as iron. Because, um, yeah, iron, when it was, you know, it's one of those things that, that's been around forever. But 
you know, you've got you've got the Stone Age, haven't you? And then you've got the Iron Age, right? And um, I mean, iron goes back to about fifteen hundred BC at least. Um, in sort of, I think it was the Hittites of Asia Minor who first smelted iron. Um, and of course, you, you then they'd start to make iron swords and things like that. Um, so if you've got an iron sword and you go and beat up somebody with your iron sword um, the person that you defeated probably thinks that iron's quite an evil element don't mm. they you know because they've been on the receiving end of it um, but I think it, it was Pliny the I, I can't, can't remember how many Plinys there are was it Pliny the Elder and Pliny the Younger Lisa? I think I so yeah. yeah well anyway Pl- Pliny who was, a, who was a Roman philosopher said with iron, wars take place, not only hand-to-hand, but from a distance, with wigged weapons launched from engines. Uh, basically, he sort of thought of cannonballs right. before they were they were done. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's all what you put these things to. That, as, as with so much of science, a discovery yeah, on it's... its own is not necessarily good or bad. It's the use you put it to, isn't it? So it's not the elements, it's the yeah. humans. It's, it, yeah, m- most yeah, things are the humans, are, are the fault of humans. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wondered if, yeah, because I was wondering if there's any element that's secretly plotting its own, you know, villainous, because, yeah, when people come in, that's, you know... I, I think people like, are more uh, persuasive uh, uh, to elements than the other way round. Yeah. 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 Um... Uh, I, I, have you got any more now? Or are you going to keep yours for the rest of yours for for after Lisa does some more of hers? I was going to say, yeah. Do you want to do one more? Yeah. Well, we'll have a break now, and um, I, I'm going to my my first little lesson is going to be uh, an exercise in like media studies. Um, I, I'd all like you to sit back and uh, now, and we're going to either watch or or listen to a clip from Sutton Park from the 1990s and um, when it uh, when it has has finished um, we will we will discuss some some of what we have seen and um, yeah I'll, I'll start it playing it's from the 1990s by the way Colin, please. It's me, Paul. Paul, Horner's friend. You remember? Colin! <laughs> Paul. Paul, I, I do remember you. Sorry. A lot has changed since I last saw you. <sighs> oh, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm interrupting anything. Oh, 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 it's the man with fairy hands. Fairy hands, fairy hands, near it, yeah, hello, hello, oh, sorry, yeah. Cousin Frank, uh, this for Cousin Frank is a friend of Clementine. What are you doing here, mate? Oh, you know, uh, I, well, I don't even know, I don't even know the whole, whole number, and you know, I thought it was for you, like, right, right, you know, and, and, well, sorry, but, you know, well, you know, uh, right. You better come with us, Cousin Frank. Oh, right. <laughs> I know, it's good to see him again. 
Ende, ja, guck dir. Du warst, ja, ja. It's good now because like, Colin and I, if we get evil, we just go off and we bang our heads together and we don't go evil so much. But, but if you see, Mr. Colin looks different because, well, I think he's telling Paul about that. <laughs> I, I just don't get as evil as I was before, you know. Like, I don't change like that, just my moods. But I'm not going to move back to uh, the house. I'm staying here. I like it with Celia and all them people. I know you'll be disappointed, Mr. Gordon Gast, Mr. Ramesses. Oh, yeah, yes, right. Well, very disappointed, yeah. Phew. Yeah, well, uh, what a shame, yeah. What a shame. Oh. Hi, viewers. It's great to see everyone. Uh, uh, and guess what? Uh, Barry the Bat's here, too. He, he's... he's you know his little friend he bumped into? I don't, we don't know much about him, but his little friend. Um, they're, they're both learning how to fly. It's brilliant, excellent. And, um, uh, yes, he's, he's just showing that uh, uncle, uh, cousin, uh, cousin Frank. I'm just going to take some photographs. <laughs> right. Oh, yes, then I must have a word with Colin. He's been explaining quite a bit. I should tell you in a minute as well. Oh, it's very good. Yeah, very good indeed, yeah. Oh, sounds like you caught up flying big pretty quickly, yeah? Oh, it's very good, oh, it's very good yeah. Very, very good, yes. Right, right uh, photos everyone. I know Colin doesn't want one. He hasn't brushed his hair. Uh, okay, you lot first. Right. There we go, say cheers. Che cheese, I mean. Che yeah. Cheese! 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 Right, right. Ah, yeah. Ah, very good, right, I'll, yeah. I'll send you a print and everything, then. right, you lot now. Oh, right, <laughs> yeah, right, great. Uh, yes, uh, cheese, here we go then, say cheese again, right. Everything all went black then, oh, oh, sorry, that was time passing, right. Yes, that was time passing, just, just keep going. <laughs> all right, all right, yeah. So basically, Paul, what, what happened to me is, uh, although my accents keep changing all the time, uh, yeah. Um, yes, well, it's supposed to be a Brummie accent that I've got really, but it keeps going. Anyway, as I said, ever since uh, we've been at the park, I am now permanently in this shape. You know, I permanently look like a werewolf type thing. But I have got none of the uh, actual uh, predatory instincts, you know. Uh, sometimes we, sometimes I'm feeling a bit bad, you know. Um, I'm able to, you know, little Jay and I are able to, uh, you know, we actually get on really well because, you know, our moods we tend to run in a similar parallel, you know. And uh, if, for by any chance, I do feel mad. But, you know, um, luckily, little Jay hasn't had to actually had to change the period. He's been fine as he is. He's just, you know, it's his mood. Whereas I had to sacrifice uh, my appearance um, to, uh, you know, save my personality. So, you know, I'm always going to look like a bit of an airy brute, but at least I don't go around bumping people off and trying to attack them. That's the way I see it. Anyway, I don't suggest you stay around here too long. Um, you know, it's going to get dark soon, and what you've told about Katrina or Tenzio, I think it'd be best if you get back. Anyway, I'll pop around sometime if, uh, say, Horner's not there, I can give you a bit of advice or something, I don't know, see if I can help you, alright? Uh, yeah, yeah, cheers. Yeah, anytime you want to pop around, that's, that's fine. Great, yeah. Do so. Alright, guys, you know, you're talking to us from Cousin Frank, we're going to be heading off. You want to come then? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I recommend you, but I'm going to move as soon as possible, really. Uh, it's the safest thing you can do, really. And, uh, you know, as I say, we've got a nice little community here now, and, you know, we'll, we'll probably stay like this. And you've always, that means you've always got friends in the park you can uh, rely on. But, uh, 
anyway, as I say, I'll pop that in a couple of weeks' time or a few weeks, a week or so. You know. uh, stay safe, eh? Stay safe. Uh, you, you get that, that I will, Colin. And uh, I'm glad to know you're, you're better, even if you do look all hairy. Uh, I'll see you later, viewers. So Paul makes his way home, back in his room in Erdington, everything is still quiet as uh, Cleo and Clive have not yet returned from seeing Hornoff. It's the perfect chance for Katrina. Yes, I am here. I have come to get the skull. If I am quick and quiet, I should be able to... Uh, uh, Okay. Oh, 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 um, I said if I am quick and quiet. I, yes. Anyway, I found the skull. I. Yes. I have the skull. I don't need to be quick and quiet. I got it. Yes. <laughs> yes. I have the skull. And I shall take it away for encryption. <laughs> oh, lots of evil laughter and things like that. <laughs> yes. Now that I have the skull, I can do almost anything. It has the brain prints of Paul Chandler and his friends. And with that, I hold the trump card. <laughs> what? What's that? Uh, a recap for those of hard of mentality. Uh, uh, <clears throat> yes, I have got the skull. Um, yes, and it has got all the brain prints of Paul and his friends. And when I encrypt it, I can control them and things like that. Ha ha ha, evil laughter. And, um, yes. And I can be as noisy as I like, sort of. Yes, because um, they're not back and the room is totally empty. Except for, uh, oh dear, George is getting back, so I better hurry up because he might see me. Oh dear. Oh dear. Right, take the skull and run. I thought I heard someone. Never mind. Some music on before the others get back. There we go. Um, so I hope you enjoyed that clip. And um, but I, I think there are certain. I'd like to discuss some of the the, the themes in, uh, in this clip that you have seen. Um, so there, there was the, the, there were definitely some elements which involved um, Paul getting quite upset uh, and maybe his voice was sort of going quite high. Why why do you think? Um, he what do you think that he was justified in getting quite quite uh, you know he, he, this is a character a person who has has um, sort of gone through quite a lot of, of trauma um, o over the episodes and, and um, I think I think uh, uh, is it, have you had any comments on that theme the theme of anxiety in Sutton Park well I mean Paul 
Paul is a character, isn't he? It, 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 do, do we agree that Paul is a is related to, to he's, he's you a in real life? Or, yes, he's he's yeah. Because there are alternate universe Pauls, aren't there? Yes, right? yes. There's all sorts of. Uh, so, so which all, which Paul is this? It's the Sutton Park Paul, not the Charlotte Podcast Paul. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I. I always think that Paul, uh, when when he sort of tumbled into this world of Sutton Park, I, I think it was a very stressful situation, don't you? That because um, he had a lot. Would you say he had a lot of trouble convincing some people that all this stuff was real? I think I think uh, yes, you've made a good point there. I think, I mean, when people go to university and they leave home, they, you know, to some people they just get that, that, that's cool that they, it's an escape. But some people are a little bit more nervous and they they're being forced into a very sociable environment and in a place where they haven't got you know people that they know and they haven't got the sort of usual protections. And so I think Paul was stressed enough about moving, leaving home uh, where he'd been quite pampered and looked after for many years uh, to go to a strange place and then to have the troubles of Sutton Park piling on top of him um, and then having to try and persuade people slowly. It, it, I think that uh, it, was a, it was definitely, tra- the word trauma definitely comes to mind. Mm. I mean, some people might have seen Paul is a bit of a drama queen, but I, I, I don't, I don't necessarily... Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, that, that's your opinion, but that's fine. Your opinion is... <laughs> no, no, I say some people might have, uh, might, yes, might have seen yes, that. No, yes. no, 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 don't project... No, no, it's a good point. No, it's a good point. It's a good point. Yeah. The, um, but but cause I... Yeah, I, I wouldn't agree with that. That, um, that it was a highly unusual situation and to, mm. for Paul to find himself battling the forces of evil with very little backup or budget um, or budget I mean it wasn't as though you, you could call on a sort of a, a team of like crack military soldiers or something <laughs> like that um, to, 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 to come in all guns blazing you know that, that there, there was you with your video camera and, and, and a magic didn't you have a magic... Fly swat. A fly swat, A magic swat, fly swat, right, yes, that's right, yeah. And, and, With a little and, bow on the end. Yeah, yeah, and a little... Did you have a sort of tutor thing that, that, that uh, used to go... Uh, yes, I think I might have had that as well. Yeah. Very, well. very well remembered. Yeah. So, you know, this is all you had to rely on. Um, so, I think going a bit high-pitched every now and then... It is 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 perfectly acceptable behaviour, um, so I, I have no problem with it. What about you, Lisa? Yeah, I go high pitched all the time. So you are high pitched. I can be yes, yes. I, I sometimes talking to people at work and I go all high pitched. It's a bit embarrassing. Yeah. So. Is that because you're not very tall, so you you pitch your voice Possibly, high yeah. up? Yeah. Maybe. So that it would reach them. So it can reach yeah, especially the really tall people. Yeah. So you have to pitch your. Your voice up by a better foot, do you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So is that about an octave? I guess so. Yeah. 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 Okay. Interesting. All right. Well, I, I think before we move on to, I think, um, we're, thank, thank you, class. Um, uh, I think we're just going to pause at this moment, and we're going to share with you some recordings that, that some of the, the, the regulars 
Dude, they, they all picked a little subject, and, and all you'll hear is a, few, a couple of minutes of each of them. Of course, we've got um, August Evans doing art. We've got um, Cromarty doing philosophy. Uh, we've got Ick doing uh, interplanetary space travel. Uh, we've got um, Yeti Uncle John doing goodness knows what this week. Probably something to do with magpies um and um yeah so 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 if we just just listen to this and then we'll return to the class afterwards hello 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 it's me comedy i'm here today to teach you all about flower arranging i have some flowers here they're very beautiful. I know you can't see them, but uh, maybe if we do this on Zoom, you will one day be able to see them. They are beautiful roses, and, uh, well, they, they are red roses, and I'm going to arrange them into a beautiful bouquet. But, uh, <coughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, anyway, um, they are beautiful, beautiful roses, and I, I, I'm going to arrange them uh, uh, in... in <coughs> oh, dear. I, I'm not sure I can do this. I'm, I'm allergic to flowers, you know. Oh, dear. Hello, it's me, it's Uncle John. I'm here to uh, talk about uh, uh, ways to save your money, yes. I have some very interesting uh, sort of uh, uh, opinions on this whole subject uh, about how you can, uh, you know, keep... Uh, uh, keep, keep keep your pennies and uh, the makes your pounds look after yourself or whatever they say I can't remember anyway um, so there, there are lots of, lots of ways of saving money and I can tell you about uh, the official ways of saving money and I can tell you about a, a few things I've learned along the way if you know what I mean <laughs> nothing illegal it's all above board I promise I promise it is but just don't tell anyone all right all right all right Hello, darlings. I'm here today to tell you all about the uh, the world of the theatre. Yes, I have many stories to relate, but along the way, we'll also do a bit of play reading. And, uh, well, I I have some, some really fruity gossip to share with you too, darlings. What I suggest is that you get yourself a nice glass of gin and tonic, and then we all sit down, and I can tell you about the time that... Uh, <laughs> Oh, Elizabeth Taylor never forgave me. But, uh, yes, uh, I have I have some stories. I have some stories. I think you'll find it most amusing. Uh, <laughs> yes, darlings. <laughs> Hello, it's me, Ick the Alien. I'm here to talk about uh, some of the planets that I have visited. Uh, I have some slides. And, um, yes, uh, the only trouble is some of the planets uh, have very long... Um, they're on names. It may take me a while to say them, so we might have to find a way to get around that. I may have to call them Planet X or something. Yes, I don't know why these planets have to have such long names. Uh, it doesn't help that the alphabets are rather different. Try to translate them, it's, 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 it's difficult. Anyway, travelling in space is very exciting, and uh, you can go and see all sorts of things. And, uh, well, yes, I will tell you about that and maybe share some recipes as well. Uh, because I have some favourites, yes, some favourite dishes.
to share with you. Yes, I think you'll find it most enlightening. Uh, hello, it's me, Martin. I'm here to talk to you about smells. Um, yes. So I've sent around some samples and um, I want you to open each of the little test tubes, take off the stoppers and just take a little sniff. And then uh, I'd like to see what the room thinks uh, each sample is. Uh, I hope you're ready. Some of the smells are pleasant, some of the smells are less than pleasant, although I quite like them all. <laughs> uh, smelling is, uh, uh, or, or the process of smelling is one of the uh, greatest gifts that we have i think so i hope to uh, uh, introduce you to some smells you've never smelled before and uh, give you some of the stories behind the smells and uh, yeah i think you will find it uh, uh, most uh, most uh, a most splendid uh, experience yes hello it's me charlie i'm here to uh, talk to you about some of my favorite pies. Now, I'm also glad to see that you've all brought pies to the lesson, which is what I requested. So if you put all your pies on the table, then uh, I will collect them up and I will let you know what you think of them. Yes, yes, I hope I hope you've chosen some nice pies for me to sample. But I, I do have many stories about pies. I will be sharing them with you. And uh, well, I think that, uh, well, I, I think, that you will find it a most tasty uh, series of lectures. Some of the people joining the class have asked me whether they will get to sample any pies as part of this series of of lectures, and well, I'm not sure about that because, well, we will see. I, the most important thing is that I get to taste the pies. So yes, so we 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 will see. We will see. Oh, hello, it's me, Tallulah Twinklehorn. I'm here to share some of my musical knowledge. Yes, uh, with um, with my lovely brother, uh, Damius, oh, August Evans, who will be painting. Um, yes, he doesn't remember me, though, because he used to be somebody else. Oh, he's still my lovely brother, though. He likes my music, yes. Don't you, August? Oh, yes. Uh, hello, Tallulah. Uh, apparently we are related. How pleasant. I shall be busy painting. So you keep teaching the students lots and lots of lovely music. Oh, my dear, I will. No, oh, so lovely to have him back, even if he can't remember me. Oh, I don't know what she's talking about. Hello. Hello, it's me. Uh, um, yeah, Dragon Albert, I'm here to talk to you about weird and wonderful birds and stuff. Yeah, like birds that people didn't even know still around. You know, like the dodo? People think they're extinct. Shh, they're not. No, they're not. We have at least three of them here on site. But then we also have a lot of phoenixes too. And uh, I have a, a, a phoenix egg here, which I'm hoping will hatch during the actual lecture today so it's all very exciting i've got so much i can tell you about phoenixes um i promise they're not as dangerous as you think they won't set fire to your house unless you've done something really bad anyway um let's uh let's see um the dodo yeah boy 
blimey. Um, <laughs> uh, I wish Martin was here. If <laughs> you ever smell dodo poo, <laughs> that smells dreadful. Hi, Albert. It's me, Martin. <laughs> I'm, I heard you talking about dodo poop. <laughs> and here I am. Oh, blimey. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Now, uh, listeners, uh, we're going to um, go around the room once more and with, with Lisa and Andrew and then myself, um, and, and then we'll conclude our lessons. Um, so, uh, Lisa, would you like to continue with your history lesson, please? Yes, I, that would be a pleasure. Um, we're going to move on a little bit now from Henry I to um, Edward II, who became king in 1307. So we've now moved on to the 14th century. And Edward II was the son of um, Edward I, unsurprisingly, who is also known as Edward Longshanks or the Hammer of the Scots. And this is because um, when he was king, the Scots were quite rebellious. So he kept having to go and put down rebellions. And he is... Um, shown on screen in the film Braveheart, played by Patrick McGurn, uh, putting down the revolt by William Wallace, played by Mel Gibson. And I don't know if you remember, we, we once visited the Tower of London and one of the Beefeaters was very scathing about the film Braveheart because I think a lot of American tourists kept asking me about William Wallace and was he, was, you know, was he executed here and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I think that was the time that you fell at one of the Beefeater's feet in the church because you fell down the step. But uh, that's a different matter anyway. So, uh, oh dear. It's, Sorry, um, miss. Yeah, that's all right. No, it was fine. We didn't giggle, so it was good. Um, but uh, Edward II was um, probably not the best king. Um, he didn't possess any of the characteristics that a chivalrous or king should have so he wasn't very good at fighting he liked swimming which apparently was considered unhealthy because he was communing with water which at that point you couldn't drink because it was full of dirt and things (laughs) dirty water yeah so they used to drink beer instead of water because it got boiled up. So could you swim in beer then? Would that have been better? I think that would have been deemed quite unusual as well. Oh. So, yeah. A swimming pool full of beer, I wouldn't yeah. say no to that. No. So he had several male favourites, um, leading to the rumour that... Because um, obviously at this point, not liking women was considered to be against the will of God. So that was considered not to be good. And he was disposed... Disposed? He wasn't disposed. He was kind of disposed. He was deposed by his wife, Isabella, and her lover, Roger Mortimer. And it is rumoured that uh, he was killed in Berkeley Castle. Well, I mean, he was, he was killed in Berkeley Castle, but it was rumoured he was killed by the insertion of a poker into his bottom. 
because it wouldn't show any signs because King's bodies were displayed after death. So, because nobody would think to look there. So. Miss, miss, miss. Yeah, yeah. Do they know whether it was a hot poker or a cold poker? Um, they believe it was a hot poker. Okay, thank so, you. Thank yeah. you. Or several hot pokers. That's a plant, isn't it? Yeah. There is a plant yeah, called a red hot poker. It wasn't the plant. It, it was wasn't an actual plant. Um, physical right, just checking. poker. So he was succeeded by his son, who was very um, interesting, interestingly named Edward. So this is, this is Edward III. Wherever so, did they get that name from? I, I don't know. You know, it's, it's kind of a family tradition, so... Um, he imprisoned his mother for deposing his father and executed her lover Um, he reigned for quite a long time he reigned for nearly 50 years and he started the Hundred Years War by keep on fighting with the French so um, and he is the father of John of Gaunt who we will speak again about again soon because he is the father of somebody that's coming up or the grandfather of somebody that's coming up in a while miss miss this uh, miss uh, this uh, king eddie right um so he like he was on the throne for 50 years you say Uh, more or less yeah that's quite so even that he even lived to being 50 was that quite exceptional to start with or yeah Uh, um, he was 14 when he came to the throne so he would have lived mm. to be nearly 64 which was a considerable age back then yeah that's what i thought miss because when you could when could you draw your pension yeah they didn't have pension he was a king he He was a king he didn't have to queue (laughs) up when you were 30 in office well, you were 40, I was like... Yeah. <laughs> no, he, he, had, he had lots of treasure, so he could just go to his, his treasure house and get a bit of treasure and go and buy whatever he wanted. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks, Sorry, yeah. That's all right. So, Edward III was followed by Richard II. So we've broken the cycle of Edwards for the moment. Right. Not for long, though. There will be more Ooh. Edwards coming up. Um, Richard II was 10 when he came to the throne because his father who was um, nicknamed the Black Prince had died so when his grandfather died he was still a child um, so obviously he had people to help him until he reached 18 when he became an adult um, but he was quite brave because when he was 14 he um successfully faced down the peasants in the peasants revolt which is what tyler and he but he didn't is what what tyler what tyler yes which tyler no no what tyler that's his name what yeah let's not go there (laughs) so but so yes so he, he he promised the peasants that all the inequalities that they were protesting about would be um, looked at and sorted um, but he didn't keep any of his promises and things stayed pretty much the same as they had always been oh, miss, so. miss, miss yes 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 Paul yes miss, and Andrew just flicked an element at me stop flicking elements he said I'm really element miss <laughs> I'm sorry don't make me it's sit okay. just at the back of the class it's okay I think you go I might you go and sit at the back with your tiny Uncle John and we don't know what he's doing. <laughs> no, he'll be fine. 
<laughs> I forgive him. Sorry, miss. Okay, that's all right. Sorry. So, um, Richard II was deposed by um, Henry Bolingbroke, who becomes Henry IV. And he is the son of John of Gaunt, who I did say we would be mentioning again. And um, he, when his father died, the king took all his lands. So Henry came back and Richard wasn't in the country. So he decided he'd take the throne. So he took the throne. Where to? Where did he take, take the his throne place to? on the throne? Oh, I thought you meant he ran off with no, it. No, he didn't run off the throne. The throne. <laughs> I thought he might have sold it on eBay. I thought he might have sold it on eBay, eBay miss. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, um, and so, yes, so he became the next king, and it is believed that Richard II was starved to death. He was just left to die. So, but, um, which again, it's not a very nice way to go, but, you know. So, um, Henry the fourth son was Henry V, and everybody knows a bit about him, so we'll skip him. And we'll I talk- don't. He can fought I- the Battle of Agincourt. Can I skip him? You can't. Can you skip him? <laughs> you said he's, I could skip him. Yeah I, yeah, I said we would skip him. Yeah, it was skip with him. No, not with him. With the skipping rope? No. Uh, could he skip? That's clever for a man <laughs> like to do skipping. I, I think some men can skip, but... I can hopscotch. Really? Yes. Okay. Anyway, so Henry the fifth son is Henry the sixth. Hey. Again, it's not really that unusual, but it's following on in the sort of sort of family line. Um, he was only nine months old when his father died, so obviously he needs somebody to help him, and. Um, he was not a very good king because he was he was very inclined he would have been a better monk than a king because he was very religious um he didn't like even fighting at ni- even at ni- even at nine months old uh, but yeah yeah Blimey. it was you know right from the start Gosh. um yes he was uh not really su- suited to be king because he, he, he didn't want to fight any wars which obviously they people like doing <laughs> He's probably more interested in getting his nappy changed. He probably was, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, his mother was Catherine of Valois, and she married Owen Tudor. You might recognise that name, because his half-brothers from that marriage, um, well, one of his half-brothers, would go on to be the father of Henry VII, who would become king at some point in that uh, same century. So... Um, so I've got a few more kings. Well, I've got three more to do. But did you want to do? Do we want to break off and do another side element, and then come back and do the last three in a bit? Okay. Do you want to do that, Paul? Yeah. Yes, that'd be good. Yes. Yeah. Um, science, more science now, please. Okay. Right. You were saying, Paul, about um, you know, are elements good or bad? And th- th- there's one, and I said about iron, and th- there's another metal which have led people to risk life, limb and long prison sentences. And it's gold. So, have you actually got anything gold, Lisa? Have I got anything gold? Yeah. Uh, I've got, yes, I've got uh, some gold rings and... Have you got five gold rings? I've got five gold rings, no. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it's... 
you know, it's one of the oldest known known metals. Um, gold artefacts have been found dating from around 4,700 BC in Bulgaria. Okay. Not not Uncle Bulgaria. You would um, like that. The Varna Necropolis, the City of the Dead, um, which is an archaeological site um, where they found 300 graves in 1972. And they included jewellery, axes, animal figurines, and now I have to ask Paul whether I can say a certain word at this point. I'm going to have to say the word to ask whether I can say the word, though. All right? Okay, okay, okay yeah. So you, you can bleep this bit if you want, but I will say yeah. it live on the recording. Paul, can I say the word penis? Yes, you may say the word penis. Right. Finds included a gold penis sheath. I want you to imagine that for a minute. I'm imagining it. How, how big was it? No, it doesn't say. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, I've stopped yeah. imagining now. Okay, in 2008, a necklace made of gold and turquoise um, was founded... Oh, there's another rude word. Near Lake Titicaca. Um, It's got the word titty at the front. Um, In the Peruvian Andes, dated to 4,000 years old, making it the oldest golden artefact to be found in, in either of the American continents. Um... Gold these days comes from South Africa, Russia, the USA, Canada, Peru, and Australia. Um, and gold is often sold to India because lots of people in India like yeah, they, gold jewelry. Yeah, they wear a lot of gold jewelry. Yeah. It's a very high quality gold as well. It's not even nine carat. I think it's something like um, mm. twenty three carat or something. Yeah, but you you know sometimes people have gold false teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not a new thing either. There's, um, in areas of Italy, um, the Etruscans, around 900 to 300 BC, um, they found skulls with false teeth held together by gold dentistry. Now, I'm not saying that the skulls had gold teeth. Mm, People had gold teeth. Yeah, Yeah. it's not like there were a load of skeletons wandering about going to the dentist. Um, But, yeah. But... They they use about sixty tons of gold each year in dentist dentistry. Okay. Um, they, they add palladium and silver to it to make it a bit harder because gold's quite. I, I was going to say you quite, said about quite bendy. They had um, gold swords. Would they not just just bend or break? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they they they're, they're that's the thing. Sort of that that's more ceremonial. Right. You can't go into battle with a gold sword. No, you can have a gold off. sword in Minecraft. And a gold pickaxe, but I wouldn't oh. advise using it in real life. Okay. Well, I don't tend to use swords in real life. Do not. No. Um, the Bering Sea has got some of the highest concentrations of, of gold as a, as a sea um, because there are gold-rich rivers of Alaska and Siberia that flow into it. So gold hunters are risking their lives by diving through the pack ice to the bottom of the sea, where they use high-powered vacuum cleaners to harvest the precious metal. Okay. <laughs> I just want you to imagine divers going down with good sort of vacuum cleaners. I suppose they'd have to be like sort of. You've got a handheld one now, mm. haven't you? You don't have to have a long cable on it. But no. yeah. Um, 
but gold might outlive the human race. Okay. So even if the human race dies out, all the gold that we've made will will probably last longer than us. So one day space aliens might land and they might find no humans left alive, but, but, but gold jewellery, including teeth and <coughs> sheaths. So there you go. That could be all that's left of of, of civilization on this planet. So, or yeah. if, if if it's around, then then at least he can sort of put them right if they get the wrong idea. Yeah, but yeah. So there you are. There's gold and some of its uses. <laughs> um, now, oh, sorry, I got a message from it coming through. I, I mentioned his name and he appears. So, sorry, Ick, um, uh, any problems? No, Paul. It's just I wanted to know we're back near Earth. Did you want me to turn around again? Oh, if you could. We've still got a couple more lessons to go, and uh, but but after that we'll, we'll be ready to, to go home. OK, Paul. Is it going OK? It's going very well, yes, thank you. Thanks so much. OK, Paul, speak to you later. All right, thanks. Um, right, now, I, I'm going to do a little lesson now, and, and I guess this is almost like a sort of side line out of the history that uh, Lisa was doing, but I'm going to do the history of... Um, chocolate bars and um, uh, at least this is this is the lesson that I'll be pre- presenting today I want to discuss chocolate bars that, that have ceased to be um, and um, uh, and uh, Lisa uh, Andrew if you remember any of these bars please um, please please do, uh, do uh, please do say but the first one I'm going to mention is called fuse now this was um, uh, raisins nuts cereal pieces and fudge in a chocolate mix um, it it uh, it sort of came about in sort of the mid nineties, but uh, it, it, it had a run of about ten years. Um, but uh, I I I don't know if uh, let me let me pass. Uh, we've got some here because we've been able to go back in time and flip, um, have a have a have a taste. What do you think? Should they have got rid of it? Should they have kept it? Ooh, let me break a bit off. Yeah. I find it a little bit sweet, but that might just be my taste buds. Uh, Lisa, would you like a bit? Hang on. Oh, no, not from there. Yeah. No. I've che- no. I haven't chewed it I much. I don't want it. You don't want it? No. Take it. No. Oh. Well, I'll swallow it then. Okay, if you good. don't want it, I'll swallow it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I thought that was all right, actually. Mm. Um, you know, a bit, 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 bit chewy. You've got, you've got to get your jaws going a bit, but yeah. Mm. Mm. I, I, don't, I didn't find that unpleasant at all. No, we won't. Oh, God, that's... We won't. Sorry, I, <laughs> Rose just frightened me. She flicked at me with her tail. I think she got some stuck on her oh tail. Oh, dear. Sorry, sorry, Rose. Oh, dear. Uh, now, I'll, I'll just... Just go in my face with Just it. pass this one round. We won't talk too much about dates and stuff, but obviously you're aware of the the bar, the flake bar, but uh, what I'm passing mm. round is the, the flake snow. Now, this was... Uh, Different to the, well, the flake is uh, white chocolate, although it has uh, a milk chocolate sort of um, wrap around it. Uh, but um, I, I'm, I'm afraid I'm a little bit sort of. I, I find white chocolate. I used to love it when I was younger, but I've, I find it too sweet now. So probably not going to get the best feedback from people. But um, um, what, what do you think of the flake snow? Should it have stayed? Should it have gone? I, I quite like that one actually. It's because I'm I really like white chocolate. So mm. yeah, I, I think they should have kept it personally. Yeah, so. white white chocolate because 
that's the thing you, you get like chocolate coins don't you at Christmas <laughs> and I always let you have the white ones yeah yeah because yeah there's, 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 the white ones come in the silver wrappers don't they mm-hmm. and yeah yeah I, I don't really get on with white chocolate it has to be said uh, yeah now um now I've got a couple of other ones to pass around uh, the first is Secret. It was called Secret. It, it's a bit like a, a walnut whip, but it, without the walnut, it's, it's sort of more chocolatey, I, I suppose. Um, it, unfortunately, it wasn't really that popular, so it became it was a, a well kept secret, and um, it it, uh, it started the nineties being classed as quite a, a, a classy uh, treat, but it only lasted for uh, less than a half a decade, but. Uh, uh, any any thoughts on that? I quite I quite like this. I think I think I, I remember liking this back in the day. Mm, let's have a let's have a go. Hmm. Yeah, that's not bad actually. Yeah, I've had worse than worse than that. You think these are any good? Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> I do prefer walnut whips because I like the walnut a bit on the top. Yeah. You see, I I never used to. That's the one thing I didn't like in a walnut whip. Mm. Was was the walnut? I would have just rather had the whip. If you could just get a whip, but then if you go into, I mean, the the sort of, if I used to wander into a shop and ask for a whip, I wouldn't necessarily get what I was expecting. It it very much depended on what sort of shop I went into. Yes. Mm. I quite liked um, pyramids as well, which were sort of uh, minty pyramid shaped sort of walnut whip, but like, well, not like a walnut whip because it was mint, but yeah. That was a Doctor Who story, wasn't it? The Pyramids of Mars. <laughs> yes, um, I, I, actually, I think I've got a pyramid. To, a pyramid was made by Terry's. It was a, uh, it's a chunky, triangular-shaped chocolate filled with minty gloop, uh, like a sort of a cross between a box of After Eights and a cream egg. Um, but it, it mm. didn't survive much into the nineties. But uh, um, I'm going to pass a, a sort of three, but um, don't muddle them up, otherwise it will confuse it. One of them is an applause that's the one on on the far left uh that was uh chocolate raisins and soft caramel um but it was considered a relatively healthy bar compared to some because of a whole had a wholemeal biscuit base um when i saw it described um i felt like i it was one that i had but i think i might be confusing it with something else but um so try that one but the the one in the middle is one of my favorites in fact i, I mentioned this uh, when I was talking with Nick and Toppy a while ago, uh, this is the the Cabana. Now this is uh, caramel chocolate with cherries and coconut. Uh, it, it was quite a, an exotic uh, chocolate bar, launched in the eighties, but it didn't sort of. I don't think it uh, got much into the nineties if at all. Um, but I, I I remember really liking that. I think it was the to have it like even though it wasn't sort of fresh cherry, but to have a cherry in a in a chocolate bar is quite unusual because when I mean, we've talked about this before um, on other shows where we where we've talked about chocolate bars in America where they're very fixated in in peanuts and everything is I said peanuts uh, 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 any uh, every bar seems to involve peanuts now that that's um, you know obviously some of the ones do in the UK but not to the extent that you know you get the the odd bar here and there but it's not every bar is is is, is uh, a, a nutty bar but uh, um, so I've, I have done some research myself uh, sort of across the pond but um, now the third the one on the, the far right is called a rumba now um, 
it, it, the, this is a, a two-stick chocolate bar, which was it, it was it was marketed to adults due to its unique flavouring of rum. Now, um, this, this is a seventies bar. It, uh, um, it, 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 you know, it's very much of its time. But so, if you could take a small bite of of each, the applause, the cabana, and the rumba, and tell me which one you like best. I mean, I've already decided I, I am very keen on the cabana, but uh, I don't know. You may have different opinions. Well, well hang on. Let's, let, let's try and do them all. To save time, I'll, I'll have a go on each each one. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's the one. Mm. Oh, Lisa, stop it. <laughs> stop making those noises, Lisa. Get off, don't touch that. Oh, it's definitely the cabana for me as well. Oh. Yeah, in fact, I remember these from... And when they came out, and mm. and I remember being quite excited over, over my cherries because mm-hmm. um, ch- cherries were quite exotic in in our house. That occasionally you'd see them in a, in a cocktail or something on the end of a stick. Um, but I, I seem to remember cherries used to come on, on the end of little plastic swords, but but maybe that was just around where we lived. I don't know. Um, in, in the world. In the world of chocolate bars, it, it does seem a shame to lose your cherry for, I don't know, more peanuts, more whatever, but but I don't know any bar that has that has cherries in the way that Cabana did. But, um, no, I, 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 I do remember these from the time. I mean, we've got a book on sweets and chocolates, yes. haven't we? And, yeah. and it, it's one of those books that you turn the pages and occasionally you look at one and you can almost remember how they tasted. Mm-hmm. And and Cabana is definitely the one that always stuck in my head, so it's got to be that one. We haven't we haven't got we haven't got too many, but I think as Andrew's chosen, I think the next three I'm going to give to Lisa to choose, and then you can choose from these three, Lisa. Um, mm-hmm. um, I was going to suggest Spira, but I think that's basically too too similar to um, it's very similar to a flake, it's sort of but covered in chocolate. So we'll skip that one because it, it's sort of. Uh, uh, it, it, it sort of did make its way into the 21st century, but uh, not too far. It is, it is very much along the lines of get a flake and try and do something different with it. But but the ones I'm going to offer to you are... Now, the first one is Fry's Five Center. Now, this is like a Fry's chocolate cream or, or a Fry's mm-hmm. peppermint cream, which they still exist. But back in the day, uh, you could get Fry's Five Centers, which had... Um, I think you, I think you're possibly able to get them, maybe as separate bars. But the Fries Five Center um, lets you try a, fl- a bit of each of these bars. So you had orange, raspberry, lime, strawberry, and pineapple. As, as I said, I'm, I'm not sure if they were available, like you know, so you could just buy an orange bar or a raspberry bar. But you could certainly get this sort of greatest hits um, bar. And um, this, this. Fry's Five Centre, it, it ran from 1934 to 1992, so it it um, was quite an iconic one. Um, now, the, the next one, the one in the middle is uh, Aztec Bar. Uh, this was used to be a rival to the, the Mars Bar. Um, it it um, had a similar mix of chocolate, caramel and nougat, 
Um, but it, it didn't really, it, well, it, it didn't escape the 70s. But uh, now the, the, the final one, the one on the right, is a Texan bar. And this was, I don't know, in the same way um, as, I, I don't know if you remember, with a Yorkie bar, they kind of started saying, oh, this is a man's bar. And I think they, they, they did something very similar with the Texan bar. They marketed it towards men. Now, it was a chocolate-covered toffee and nougat bar. Um, it was, it, it's always been very popular. Uh, it hasn't been available to buy since the 1980s, but in a 2005 poll, it was voted one of the most missed bars. And uh, I think maybe it came back on a limited edition. But out of those three, have a, have a nibble and... Uh, See which one you like. The the five five centers, the Aztec or the Texan. Um. Yeah. Oh, well, I I can actually tell you without having tried any of them, and I would I would definitely go for the fries five centers. Right. No, yeah, I think so. I would be the same. Just 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 the diff. I mean, I'm not against. I I kind of like the the fries that are st- you know, still around, but the idea of being able to have five different flavours is I mean it really does put it up above those other two which just sound very similar to um, you know just things that are you know are currently available and were available at, uh... I remember getting the Fry's five centres from our local post office mm-hmm. I can actually visualise them um, and, and the wrapper the wrapper they came in I think the weird thing was that um, th- the the centre never quite joined up with the chocolate bit. So the <laughs> chocolate was in like five or six segments that you could break off. But if you were like halfway down the bar and you broke off like the fourth segment, one end of it would be like one colour and the other end of it would be a different colour. So it might have been five centres, but I think it was like six segments of, of chocolate. So... I never quite worked out, Eric. Eric, you, you could often have one bit with two different flavours in. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I miss those too. Mm. Now I've got one more bar to choose. Now I, I think we're all going to try this one, see what we think. Um, we've mentioned the the pyramid, so we won't we won't um, dip back into that one. I'm also reminded that there was um, there used to there was the whisper, but there were different sorts of whispers. There was like whisper mint, and uh, but a, a lot of these are only slightly different versions of other bars that were perhaps battling against them. So that one had to to win, and one had to. It's a bit like you know Godzilla versus um, Mrs. Godzilla. I don't know. Uh, I don't know the different names of, of big fighting dinosaurs, but they have to fight, and one of them has to win. And this is the same with chocolate bars. And anyway, now the one we're going to try is called Banjo. Now. This began life as it was a sort of Kit Kat style chocolate wafer bar, but in, interestingly, it was only sold in London uh, um, to begin with, and then it, it reinvented itself as a nationwide product during the 1970s. Now, um, this new version of banjo came in two flavours: roast nut and coconut, and uh, but it ended up losing out to Twix in the the two finger chocolate bar war, but um, so. I've got, um, I'm not sure whether it's the roast nut or the coconut, but uh, if, we, if we want to have a, a bite, it might be that the one's one and one's another, but uh, I'll, I'll try I'll try a piece. Um, oh, this is a coconut one, I think. This is, um, 
It surprisingly reminded me a little bit of Bounty, but uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. That, um, but of course, Bounty, Bounty with a wafer biscuit. <laughs> it's a strange combination. But uh, uh, what about you, Andrew? Lisa? What, which ones have you got? Well, uh, I seem to have more coconut. But then I don't object to that. No, you like coconut. I, I like a bit of coconut. I think Warren's allergic to coconut. He is. Yeah. Don't give, don't give Warren coconut. It does weird things to him. In, in fact, he was Warren was saying to me earlier today that um, he never used to like licorice all sorts, apart from the round ones that were the pink and, and the yellow ones. Mm. And I said to him, you do realise those were made of coconut, don't you? Uh-huh. And he goes, yeah. oh, that's why they used to burn my mouth. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah, coconut for me all, all the time, basically, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, because you like you like plain bounties, don't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's there's mm. plain and there's there's milk. Yeah, I quite like a, I quite like a bounty, but oh, they are quite they are quite sweet. But uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Lisa, have you got a coconut or a roast nut there? Um, I think. Hmm, I think mine's coconut as well. Actually, mm. might be the only ones we could get, considering we had to dip into the past to even get an example. But, uh, are any good? Do you, do, you, do you? Yeah, interesting. Do you get? Do you get? It's, it's, it's kind of weird with the the half bounty, half wafer biscuit. That, that's kind of the crunchy and the sort of soft of the coconut. I mean, it's not a bad. Not that yeah, bad. Is it a bit Kit Katy as well? It's almost the wafer bit. Mm, you mm. know, it's it's like a cross between a bounty and a Kit Kat. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, it's, it's, almost as though it's an accident and like one landed yeah, on top yeah. of the other yes. and they tried to sell it because uh, you were saying about the two two fingered bar wars mm, mm. Is, is this was was this war caused by people putting up two fingers at each other I think it's quite likely the chocolate factory yeah, quite likely. yeah. Um, mm. but uh, well, anyway so th- this lesson has been a mixture of confectionery uh, history um, evolution the evolution of chocolate bars how they sort of the, the battle between them and the, to, to sort of uh, how they sort of um, one had to win over another and and uh, for the for the the sort of uh, the timeline to continue um, as, as as they evolved. But uh, anyway, um, I think we've just got time for um, the, some more some more proper some more sort of social history or, or, or um, uh, historical history. <laughs> Well, I've got um, three more monarchs to look at uh, briefly. Um, I should just say there's a bit of a gap between um, the last king we talked about, Henry VI, and the next queen I'm going to talk about um, because um, Henry VI was the 15th century and the next queen that I'm going to talk about is Queen Anne and she's the 18th century. But in between Henry VI and Queen Anne, you've got a, quite a lot of the well-known monarchs. Um, so you get, um, very quickly, Edward IV, Richard III, Henry VII, Henry VIII, Edward the... I've forgotten what number he is. Edward VI, um, Mary I, Elizabeth I, James I, there's a lot of firsts, Charles I, Oliver Cromwell, not a king. That's a different thing. Um, Charles II, James II, William and Mary, and then you get Anne. And Queen Anne is um, the second daughter of James II. 
and James II was James uh, James I's second son, or second surviving son, and he was known by Nell Gwynne, who was Charles II, one of Charles II's many mistresses, as Dismal Jimmy, because he's because he had a dismal Jimmy. No, because his personality wasn't very good. Oh, right, OK, sorry, yeah. I'm, I'm back to me so, sheaths again. Yes, yes, he was he's, he was good to look at, but not nice to know. He was a bit sort of um, overly religious and serious. Um, so anyway, Queen Anne ruled from 1702 to 1714. Um, she was... Um, the younger sister of Queen Mary, who ruled with her husband, William of Orange, who was descended from um, James I through his... Oh, no, sorry, Charles I through his daughter. So, um, yeah, she isn't really that well-known because the most notable thing that happened during her reign is that England became Great Britain. Because in 1707, the Act of Union was passed and Scotland became part of um, England. So we were then known as Great Britain. So something which may not actually last much longer if the Scotch, you know, if Scotland gets independence. So um, she was, she unfortunately didn't have any children because all her children predeceased her. So Anne was followed by George I, who is the first Hanoverian king. Hanover is in Germany, which is obviously where all our royal family um, just come from. And he was um, entitled to be on the throne, uh, A, because he wasn't a Roman Catholic, and B, because he was the um, grandson of James I's daughter, Elizabeth. So it came down that part of the um, line. And interestingly, had the gunpowder plotters had their way, um, Princess Elizabeth might have been queen because had they succeeded in blowing up Parliament, they had planned to put her on the throne as a puppet queen and marry her off to a Roman Catholic so that England might be a Roman Catholic country again. But obviously... That didn't happen, so we ended up with her great-grandson, or however far down it is, and he was the first um, George we've had. There are a few more to come. Um, he didn't really speak English, and he didn't learn English because he was happier in Hanover. So, And he ruled until 1727 when his son George II took over, and they didn't get on. Um, George II didn't get on with his eldest son, Frederick, but he wasn't succeeded by him because he died and his, the next king was George III, who unfortunately went mad, and he was succeeded by George IV. We're getting towards the end of the Georges for the moment after this one. And in 1830, um, William IV took the throne and he was the third son of George III, and Queen Charlotte. Um, he was known as the Sailor King because he'd been in the Navy. And apparently he had a head shaped like a pineapple. I know a song about that in the Navy. That, what, that, was that what that was written <laughs> about, Miss? 
it, it might be, yeah. Yeah, you never know. I think so, the, the British people um, were very historical-minded, I think. They were. They were. And, and, and you know, yeah. Um, he, unfortunately, didn't have any children to follow him. Oh, like, um, like the British had, people, probably. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. But he had ten illegitimate children with an actress. But obviously, none of them were could take the throne because by this point, unlike winning the conqueror, if you were illegitimate, you weren't entitled to be king or queen. So he was called, he was followed by Queen Victoria, and then we sort of get towards the the present day with our present day queen. Wow! So that's how we get from winning the conqueror to Elizabeth II. And there's a great hero, horrible history song. Should you wish to learn all the kings and queens of England? Which, thankfully, I will not sing at this yes. point. You can look it up on YouTube. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lisa. Um, That's okay. Now, I, I think we've probably learned enough for today. I, I'm aware that you haven't had another turn, Andrew, but we'll be doing a. a the, we will be doing more elephants in 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 live shows coming up. I, also, I now need to make a, a proper list about what we have done because I'm yes. starting to lose tracks. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I think we need a cup of tea and a, and, and, a, and, a, and a Danish pastry before it um, takes us all home. So, um, uh, well, uh, thank you very much. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll just let Ick know that we're, we're, we're sort of finished, but to hov- hover until we finish our tea and stuff. But uh, anyway, um, listeners, I hope you have learned a lot in this episode. I'd like to th- thank Andrew and Lisa for, for their um, for their lessons, and um, also uh, I hope some of the, the the montage of the different other sorts of uh, lessons that we might be covering in future episodes of around the archives university whatever we decide we're going to call it but uh, anyway um uh, uh, thanks guys and thanks for listening listeners well, thank you and um, yeah you're welcome yeah we will we'll speak to you all again soon uh, we, we will come back from space but i don't think you need to watch us come back we'll, we'll get back fine it's fine don't... shall i just do the music there you go i've gone <laughs> Lisa, stop laughing. Oh, guys, are you there? Yeah, we're here. Hello, yes, I'm in a strange position, but let me sit up a minute. I've slumped. Me back. You got back from space, okay? Yeah. Quite tiring. Uh, did you get beamed down? I got beamed down yes, in a funny did. position. Did you? Yes, <laughs> yes, we got oh, beamed down. I was just bending over when it happened. Okay. Oh, I got stuck like it. Uh, yes, the cats were oh, quite dear. surprised when we beamed back, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. they've yeah. never seen me from that angle before. No. They, they wondered what it was. Mm-hmm. Martha was dabbing at it. I hope it was a good host. Oh, yeah, he's, he's fine. Yeah, he's a. Uh, he makes it. He makes a nice cup of tea, actually. He does. Yeah. 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 I don't know where he gets the milk from, but hey. So I was wondering, you know, like what lessons you think that uh, I should do because you know I do have a lot of uh, uh, I do have a, a lot of, of, of knowledge, like about magic, about uh, uh, demonology, about uh, ghosts, uh, about uh, uh, birds, uh, about laptops made of cheese. I'm sure I can help with your university. What do you think? 
Uh, I think perhaps you shouldn't do demonology because you might call one up again accidentally. Mm. So maybe maybe magic, but if you're going to do magic, don't actually do the spells. You don't want to turn yourself into fruit again. Yeah, 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 I was going to say, if if you do the magic, leave out some of the words... Or, or hold uh, up a hold up a sign with the words I'm written, ver- written uh, on or something. I'm very aware that uh, you know if I'm actually teaching it, then I better be good. And actually, maybe I'll be stepping on the toes of Mister Toppy Smelly because it might be that might be what he wants to teach. I don't know. But, uh, but oh, anyway. I mean, birds might be quite interesting because you know birds are. There's, there's lots of birds. There's lots of birds. Yeah. I've, I've met a few. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> I, 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 I know what you mean. Nudge, nudge, wink, 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 Maybe I'm still learning about the birds, but I'll find out. How about you bees? Know, bit, bees will be I know. I've, I, yeah. Do birds yeah. and bees. Yeah, I think that might be a good hobby, actually. It would be quite nice to eat your own honey, wouldn't it? Yeah. 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 So many ideas. There's so much to learn. So much to learn, let alone teach it. I know know Eddie Izzard used to say that that there is one thing about keeping bees you need to know, that you've got to keep the bees and not let them get away. Because if you you leave the door open, they're off down the street like a shot (laughs) on, on, on the bus... You know, yes. on the top deck, um, yes. bumping against the windscreen. Oh, you you oh, throw dear. them out, they come back in again. We saw that happen on the Isle of Wight, we did, didn't we, yeah, Lisa? Yeah. That stupid bee. Oh, yes. Yeah, it kept on coming in the bath. Yeah. It wanted a ride. Yeah, and paid. That's the thing about bees. Did you have a ticket? They get on the bus and they won't buy a ticket. They're, they're rebellious. Oh, yeah. Bobber yeah, boy yeah. bees. Bobber boy bees. Yeah. yeah. That's what they are. I've got to go now. I don't care. Bye. I want to go with you. Yeah. Got to go. Bye. Goodbye. 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 This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find more shows over at pride 48 Oh, such mysteries. <laughs> yeah, Yeti. He's crazy. Oh, I have a voice. I have a voice. You have a voice. You have a voice. We have a voice. We have a voice. Unique voices in podcasting. Univospods.net. So, so, um, so, so, um, uh, what, tell me, you can tell me, because no one's listening. Um, uh, what sort of student was Paul like then? Was he? Was he? Did he ask stupid questions, or did he like have to go off to the toilet because he, you know, or you know, just because uh, he didn't know he should have gone before the lesson started? Well, he kept on interrupting you, didn't he? A little Lisa? bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he was. He was. He was jumping up. It did look like he kept wanting to go to the loo because he kept putting his hand up. Oh, and waggling his, it about. His hand, he put his hand up what? Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dear. And, anything that was in re- reach, I think, basically. Oh, dear. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dear, yeah, so, oh, dear. Um, I, I, do, I do wonder how much of it he remembers. Yes, you know? yes. Because he didn't, he wasn't, I didn't see him taking notes, did you, Lisa? No, no. I, 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 I know he had a notebook, but he seemed to be drawing mm. things in it. Oh, yes, he does he, that. He, he, Writes poems he, he, in his notebook he heard, when he's he heard supposed me to say the word sheath and oh. started 
drawing drawing things. Oh and dear. Then, and then I think he did a load of animations in a, in a corner. You know that thing you do with your book? Oh yeah. We draw little little stick men, and, and and they run along. Well, he was drawing something, and it was moving about, but I don't think it was a man. And did you did you bring yeah. a real elephant into the class? He was t- telling me about no, the elephant. No, it wouldn't fit through the door. Oh, I'd forgotten that. I'd forgotten there was there was a, there was an archway in the in the spaceship. Yeah. It got stuck. Oh it so we had, to have, we had to have reverse it out. Oh that took ages. Oh. We had to put a special elephant reversing noise on. Oh. So, yeah. that that, that's it. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh dear, oh dear. Well, well, I think it was a good experiment. Yeah. Anyway, it was. Yes. Uh, yeah. I think. I think. I think we went down well. It's a pilot. Oh, that's all I can hope for. It's a pilot. It's a pilot scheme. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh well. Let me know if I can help. That's all. Let me know if I can help. Well, I'm mm-hmm. sure. I'm sure we'll 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 throw it open. Oh, won't we? Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, I hope you do. <laughs> I, I, I scared, I scared Dealey because I was trying to get magpie noises, and uh, <laughs> I found YouTube. I found because um, he has sort of been bullied by magpies, so I, I found a YouTube clip and I just recorded it off that. And and and, and Dealey came into the room and he was like looking around. <laughs> and I think Aww. I think he was trying to find the magpie or that it was in the house. But uh, oh bless him! <laughs> but uh, it was uh, only for thirty seconds. I got enough then. So. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I was, I was trying to work on on the the idea that Yeti uh, um, Uncle John might be trying to train the, the the magpies like a sort of Fagin character. He try and train <laughs> train train the magpies to steal for him. My, um, my beautiful birds, yeah, often. Yeah, yeah, but then he, at the end, it will turn out that he's trying to do it for recycling purposes, for good for good intentions. Or well, that's what he says anyway. <laughs> Uh, but I would intend to do a second episode on that uh, like, later in the year, so it could, who knows how, quite how it would have developed. But uh, I was also kind of going on ad-libbing and on the lines of what sort of birds could he be if he's not doing homing pigeons, what other birds might, like, you know, uh, homing vultures or something, or <laughs> how that would work very well. Alright, we'll send you something in a second then. See you later. Yeah, I am starting to lose track of the elements, man. Yeah, I am starting to lose track of the elements, man. Yeah, I am starting to lose track of the elements.